1: On Friday's show, we outlined how Live95 has obtained confirmation that significant numbers of homes currently under construction in Castle Troy have been bought for social and affordable housing. The news came after people were coming up against a stone wall when inquiring about new builds in the area. And Live95's Nigel Dugdale explained the story and here's a little of what he had to say to Gillian on Friday's show.
2: Yeah, so speaking on the ground to people, the sites that are being delivered in Castle Troy with low or in some cases zero worker-friendly housing. So people traveling to the technology park in Castle Troy every day or to the university or to the schools or medical centers, they're hoping to buy homes. And they're looking at these developments and they're saying, I can't wait to see them come up on the market because I'll put my name in and maybe I'll be able to rent them. But it might come as a shock to them to find that they're not going to be able to buy them. And what we're realising now is these homes are not going to come to the market because they've been bought in bulk by state agencies. So the question that's being asked is, you know, how prevalent is this bulk buying by approved housing bodies? Maybe how widespread is it in Limerick and across the country? And my understanding is it may be happening in more places than we think. And the fear being shared with me from the multinational sector is that employees want the homes? As they get more employment into the region, it's going to be a worry that renting or buying private homes will be more difficult. And there is the potential that this cycle, if it continues, it will be a bigger problem down the line. And it begs the question: I suppose what will Limerick look like if we don't get it right as an investable location? So I suppose to put it into perspective, you know, Limerick City and County Council have to deliver have to deliver just two hundred and sixty four affordable homes under Housing for All, the government's uh, Housing for All plan. And meanwhile, the social housing target is 2,693. So the social housing target is almost 10 times the size of the affordable housing target, or if you want to put it into that, 900% bigger. And that policy is encouraging possibly the situation we're in where it's a lack of prioritisation and protection of worker housing. And what's also being raised as a concern is the overall thinking, Gillian, when it comes to master planning communities and Are we thinking about how these communities are going to cohesively work over the coming years? Or do we run a risk of repeating problems we've seen in Limerick in the past? And the final thing here, and this is the important thing, is the key worry is that, you know, your post-grads, your nurses, your teachers, your lecturers in universities, your factory workers or your foreign direct executives want to be as close to work as possible with a roof over their head. And they're thinking, I won't be able to get into that game because state agencies are bulk purchasing from the market.
1: Live 95's Nigel Dogdale explaining the situation on this show on Friday and you can hear that piece in full by the way through the Live 95 app or live95.ie as podcasts and indeed there's another podcast with initial reaction to it from councillors uh, on the show and uh, Eric Nelligan represents AIM2 in the Castle Troy area and he is uh, on the line uh, Good morning to
0: you Eric Good morning Joe
1: So we broke the story on Friday and uh, it's been available on our Facebook page and website, etc. since then and uh, a lot of interest in it. What have you been hearing over the last few days in the Castle Troy area?
0: Well, first of all, I'd like to congratulate your staff members there that broke the story because this is uh, this is something we've heard about for the last number of months. And while I've spoken to the builders and stuff and foremen on the site, getting the official numbers was proving very difficult. So, congratulations to your staff who did the investigative work. Um, to be honest, there I also put up a video over again on this, and the reaction was outstanding. It was I was I was re- really shocked at how deeply an awful lot of people are concerned uh, about. What's happening here? I suppose what we know, what we now know, is that fifty-seven percent of all the houses that were bought in Limerick last year were went to non-household entities. So what that basically means is they were bought up by bulk investors, or before it even went to the market. So you've spoken many times of the shortage of houses for people to to to, to find out to have it confirmed that. Less than half houses that are built actually go on the market for a normal families or workers or couples or whoever is quite concerning um, because we've always been told that the best housing estates are houses that have a mix of different people that live there. So everything from private owners to renters to social to affordable and all, and all that. So this is this is concerning. What 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 people in Castro have been contacting me about over the weekend is the concern that if you have a housing estate with zero property owners in it. It creates a dynamic um, that may lead to problems in the future, and we, we, we've seen it around the city. Uh, we spent the best part of a decade or so trying to recover and improve estates that had that had that didn't have high home ownership and where things kind of fell down a little bit. And we're concerned. There's concerns out there now that we might be rebuilding estates with, um, and remaking them as the flaws that we we, we did in the past.
1: And Eric Nelligan, is there any tendency towards nimbyism here, not in my backyard?
0: No, I didn't hear that. Most of the complaints relate to the fact that it's the housing mix. Like in in most normal estates that are built, most private estates that are built, there would be 10 to 20% of the houses allocated for social and affordable housing. And I won't be on giving out of that and no one has ever contacted me giving out about that. But when you see numbers of 40% social housing and 0% private ownership, um, that's that's the concern that's there is estates estates with that level of with that type of mix ma'am um, it's it's been shown that there are there there can be issues down the line not like once people move in at the start, they, everyone is proud of the house but when when you don't own it. Uh, when someone doesn't own their own house, they might hmm. they might take it in a different way. But, or but, would...
1: but it, isn't it true, based on Nigel's reporting, that we are still talking about a mix? That you know, it's not entirely social housing. Some of this is yeah. affordable and cost rental.
0: Yeah, that's true. There is a mix there, but I suppose it's it, it, a lot of it's got to do with the estate where there's 220 houses and none of them are going on the private market. Like as you mentioned in introductory the piece there. Um, Limerick, is, Limerick is going through a, a good employment boom at the moment. Castle Troy, especially, is feeling the effects of that. And what we're seeing is housing states are going up, but um, the facilities going, going up for them aren't there. So I, I think what seems to be the impression is that there's just houses being built, people are being fired in, and community facilities and the childcare services and Schools and all this, all all the associated needs of what a, what it means for a community to grow and develop properly just don't yeah. exist or aren't being planned uh, uh, for. Now and we, that is that's a concern.
1: We all remember controversy over vulture funds uh, and uh, the tendency to bulk purchase, but aren't um, approved housing bodies very different in their nature and approach?
0: Well. You mentioned uh, investment funds. There, investment funds generally bring houses to the market and they rent them out, and that's how they make their money. They're, used, they're often linked to pension funds, big big institution investment funds, where they're seen as a long term investment. Um, approved housing bodies. They generally work with people that, that for for whatever reason, true circumstances, need assistance buying a house. And what what and. These are definitely needed, but having a whole estate is where the concern is, or having large chunks of the estate is where people have a concern. Um, because you don't like if if you go to the bottom, saving up a ten percent deposit, going to the bank and collecting all your 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 money and collecting all your needs. You're, there's a real pride in that. And housing bodies. Um, what we're seeing sometimes is that when the housing bodies, there's people of all different. There's all different makers and demographics there, and some of them just some sometimes the, the mix just isn't right, yeah. and that's really what is coming down right. for me and for the people that contact me. It's all about the housing mix, and we feel and I feel that if you have a mix of private homeowners, uh, people that are in houses through approved housing bodies, social homeowners, affordable homeowners, and renters, that is what we've constantly been told is the ideal mix for a housing well, estate.
1: Well, we have uh, submitted a number of questions to Limerick City and County Council and we're awaiting uh, for um, them to come back to us. Um, we also um, have made contact uh, with Minister Kieran O'Donnell and given him the opportunity to come on and talk to us about this as well. Uh, you're hearing there from Eric Nelligan representing Aintu in Castle Troy and Kirsten Mail from Kirsten Mail Property Management in Limerick is... Um, on the line now, huge experience, of course, in the property market locally. Good morning to you, Kirsten. Morning, um, Joe. So, as I mentioned, you're in the property industry, but you're a dad too, and I think you have some personal experience of this. Is that right?
3: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I suppose I just a bit of background for you, for your listeners and, and yourself, indeed. Um, I come from the the north side of Limerick. Um, my grandparents um, grew up there. Uh, or sorry, lived there. My um, parents lived there and I lived there. So I'm coming to this discussion coming from the north side and something that I have witnessed over the last three years and just witnessed insofar as not being particularly interested but a bit disturbed. So if my, my daughter is 30 and if she was in Limerick for the last three years, she could not buy... A new house on the north side, even though hundreds of new houses have been bought. And they haven't been bought by vulture funds, I assure you, right? They've been bought by approved housing bodies and are social. Now, I do not have a problem with social housing. I did not object to any of these developments, even though they're around the corner for me. But I am perturbed by the structural inequality that no young person on the north side can buy a new house. There is something fundamentally wrong with that. So you have a young boy or girl pushing themselves at school who become a young woman or man who are in college pushing themselves who then go into work and they're on the bottom rung and they're climbing up that ladder slowly and it's hard, Right. And they come out at 25, 26 and they say to themselves, OK, want to live with my partner, whatever. We'd love to buy a new house. And there's no new house available for them. There's something wrong there. And this is not confined to the north side. I've just been looking at it, right? Because I drive every day um, in and out and I pass Condell Road. Every house on Condell Road is social. Every apartment is social. And... That and you know
1: that for a fact.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And not only that, right? They're three fifty a pop, right? The houses. The rent is about eight hundred. The expenses is about two two thousand, and it has to be around two thousand a year. The model isn't sustainable, so therefore it's got to be funded by the taxpayer. So, the people who can't buy a new house are effectively funding the purchase of these. And it isn't confined to Northside, it isn't confined to Castle
1: Troy. But isn't it also true that uh, people in jobs that traditionally on their own or as a couple could have afforded to buy themselves with the help of a mortgage... They can't. The government is under massive pressure and that is where, for example, approved housing bodies come into the equation and that is where the pressure comes on councils, including Limerick's local authority, to do something about it.
3: Absolutely. But it's gone to, to, totally the other side. I, I have no problem with the state stepping in and assisting people to buy houses, right? And mind you, no one did it for me uh, back in the 80s, right? I don't know if anyone did it for you either. But anyway, right? I have nothing against that, right? When when I was buying a house, you could buy a new house and you could get a £5,000 grant. I didn't go down that road. But um, there, there's been a, a, a long history of helping people buy houses in Ireland. But, like, we're now excluding... We, let's get this right. We're excluding people, discriminating, I would say, against people who show... Uh, initiative and hard work and can't buy a new house that's, right,
1: that's so the what what for you then is the right approach
3: well as the previous speaker said you've got to have a mixed i mean the, the original approach where 25 percent would be social and affordable it's fine. doesn't You know, that's been there since, since, since um, the Celtic Tiger days, except no one was building after the crash. But, I mean, you know, that's a mix us what we want, right? I mean, because, you know, an estate with all one type of person is not good anyway, in my own view, right? That's, that's just a personal viewpoint, but with, with 45 years of property experience. But where you exclude, where you exclude, there's a problem. Where you exclude the taxpayer, there's a bigger problem. And I mean, this is, this is you see, the, the real problem here is the worker, which I am and which you are, right, have no voice. This is my view. We have no voice. We have no representation. We have 160 people in Dáil Éireann falling over themselves for those who whinged the us. And the rest of us are sidelined.
1: Eric Nelligan of A2, uh, we're obviously not far from local and European elections, a general election not far behind. We believe there'll be an election for a directly elected mayor as well. What's going to happen here?
0: What uh, Indeed, what we're talking about now probably won't change, but what we can do is look to change for the future, and you'd hope that when when there's full clarity in the role of the... the Can I I just ask you, before you continue
1: your answer there, are you saying then that it's your understanding that what is locked in now in Castle Troy is indeed that, that there's no room for manoeuvre?
0: I would think so. Uh, I can't... Like like we've spoken about how the properties have been bulk purchased. I can't see how legally uh, that contract can be broken. So I would assume that we're locked into that um if if the if the builder if the builder reneged on their commitment to sell the houses i can imagine there'd be the mother the mother and father of all court cases going on and there'd be a lot of people unhappy so what we what we need to do now is look look to the future and i know we're saying we're, this has been come up a lot but when houses, when housing estates have been planned, we need to have an overview of the city and housing estates just can't go up and we see what happens. It has to come into a whole grand scheme. And this is where hopefully a directly elected mayor will be able to focus on this. He, it, it, whoever the, the, the mayor may be, this should be a priority for them, planning a city that we want to live in. We know that the population of Limerick is going to grow. We're, we're, we're a booming city in a lot of cases. There's great employment opportunities there. And this for me should be the job of the directly elected mayor is mm. how to plan a city that we're all happy and in. Everything from transport to living facilities to services to community. And yep
1: and is part of what's happening here from what you're hearing on the ground in Castle Troy, that frankly there's a degree of shock that people thought that these developments that they saw underway would in fact give them the opportunity to get on the housing ladder?
0: Well, the government brought out these measures two years ago that were specifically designed to prevent bulk purchasing. Now, the measures were focused on stopping investment funds bulk purchasing, preventing investment funds bulk purchasing. But there was there wasn't anything to stop approved housing bodies doing so, and maybe this was a this might have been a a, a flaw in the legislation at the time. And there was a review brought out last year that said that that the measures had successful in preventing uh, institutions buying property but further review further review is needed so i suppose this is where we are now we now see uh, and what's happening in castle troy at the moment because in the news this is happening all over the country um as i mentioned at the start when i put when i posted about this over the weekend i got messages from people in Clamel and nina up in dublin all around ireland basically saying the same thing is happening that approved housing bodies and bulk investors are purchasing so this is a nationwide problem so this can be solved i presume it's only a matter it will be a matter of only altering the measures to um to bring some balance to it but everything where everything i want to talk about is all about balance and Houses, housing estates and the communities work best when there's a, okay. a balance of the people that live there. And we just don't have right, that at the moment. Right.
1: Well, listen, we're obviously going to stay with this. Uh, we're waiting for a response from the local authority itself. Uh, we would like to hear, obviously, from uh, one of the relevant ministers here, Kieran O'Donnell. And finally, Kirsten Mayle the, the point about the jobs that are, are being announced regularly, thankfully, for Limerick, and the concern that some of these companies have about where they will house their workers in Limerick.
3: Yeah, I mean, that is definitely a concern. I mean, um, it is a concern. Um, Like, as I said earlier, I'm doing this for 45 years. I've never seen, um, firstly, the job growth we have, the good jobs, real jobs in my view, like, we had a Celtic Tiger in this construction. You know, when it's built, it's gone, right? The, the the job is over. We have jobs now that could be there for 20, 30 years, right? We, we, we have outside, you look at Analog. Analog is a template of industry going forward in Limerick. They came here about 50 years ago. They announced a £640 million plant, right? But they have to be housed. People who go into that, they're building it at the moment, but they have to be housed. So do Eli Lilly. So there is, and, and, and by the way, there's five other firms that I would be in contact with or, or my colleagues will be in contact with on a weekly basis in Limerick, striving and trying to find accommodation. And we've got to remember, um, like I'll just give you one example. There's a firm in Limerick where they come from 25 counties weekly to work. they commute yeah. from 25 counties, yeah. right? And, you know, every, anyone who's commuting don't want to be coming. You can imagine where some of those are commuting from. So that, that's, that has to be addressed. So we've, we've just a single-handed... There's been a single-handed approach, and as Eric said, this is all over the country. I only found it accidentally, ironically, in the last two months. I was talking to two... Uh, state agents in two different locations one in Cork and one, I can't remember the other Um, and they were since the exact same there and you know
1: And then, of course, we have the mad scramble for students as well at the moment, you know, not forgetting that Limerick is a a college town and they are looking for accommodation too, so there's a lot in this. Well, thank you very much for talking to us, uh, following up on the coverage on this show and Live 95 News. You can check out the website, podcast, Live 95 app uh, as well and our Facebook page and we'll continue to cover this and get further reaction to it. There's been uh, a big reaction to it since Nigel brought that. Story to us on Friday, and thank you to Kirsten Mail and to Eric Nelligan this morning.
0: Your views, your news, your limerick today with Joe Nash on Live ninety-five.